It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes! Happy Friday. Welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. We're going to be joined by Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer in just a moment. Got tons of things to get to. Uh, But first things first, today's show brought to you by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. Remember, they have their new fancy state-of-the-art app, so be sure to download that uh, to your phone um, immediately. It's free in your phone's app store. Uh, Also, you can use promo code 10OFF10OFF for any online order at FetchMeDelivery.com to Fratelli's, Foley, or Agave. Those orders need to be above $30, but uh, yeah, 10 off for $10 off it orders uh, to those places. And of course, if you were coming in town next weekend and you have not gotten uh, the chance to use FetchMe because you are outside of the Auburn Oblock area, be sure to use promo code ZAC20 for your first delivery free, and they will deliver to your hotel room. So easy as that. Justin Ferguson, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Sweet. Yeah, you uh, were recording this right after the media availability of uh, of Anders Carlson, so you're pretty fired up. Pretty fired up, uh, Anders Carlson. Uh, I mean, I get I get into special team stuff uh, a decent bit, so yeah. I always like talking to the kickers. And uh, yeah, it was it was really a really insightful time, but uh, you know, not necessarily the most uh, thrilling content I bet for for Auburn fans out there. Got got some got some uh, scoop on the holder situation. That's really? A, yeah. I haven't been able to watch it yet. What's the scoop there? <laughs> it's uh they're rotating three guys there, one of them being uh backup transfer quarterback Grant Loy, uh, another one a walk-on receiver Jackson McFadden and then uh Ben Patton, who's another uh, walk-on special team teams guy. I think they're just trying to find the the best Holder, holder. I guess okay. it's interesting. It's an, it's a, it's an interesting thing. I know a lot of people were up up late at night, very worried about it. I was, I, when I was doing my depth chart projection at the Observer, I was yeah. really stressing over the fact that I didn't have enough holder information. But right, yeah, right. That yeah. There's there's a few positions I want to ask you about for your depth chart, and kind of uh, mm-hmm. we'll get to that in a moment. But I've been building up Ferg Friday, and we're actually getting like listener questions specifically for Ferg Friday. Oh, wow. So uh, we're, we're, we're getting there, brother. Yes, we're, sir. We're getting there. I love so it. Um, on yesterday's podcast, Justin, I talked about DJ Williams' comments, and I mm-hmm. thought it was interesting that you know, he mentioned Shivers first. And, you know, there's all these small things that people have said. It's like all these things point to Shivers over and over and over again. So I got a text 205 502 4285 how you can be a part of the show. Asking, like, hey, is this an overreaction that I think Sean Shivers is the guy? Not necessarily just for Kentucky, but for the season. Like, I think they want to ride with Sean Shivers. And so this listener said, absolutely not an overreaction on Sean Shivers. Jay Ferg's podcast on Wednesday touched on it. He's the first guy anyone talks about when asked about the running room, including uh, Coach Cadillac. I don't know when he was talked to, though. But dude is in video scoring out of the backfield that he watched on video uh, on YouTube. Um and then also he uh, he asked something fun maybe for Ferg Friday one week before the season I like to test what I think I know about Auburn give me a hot take that will be a pillar of truth come season's end Sean Shivers has more yards from scrimmage than the rest of the running back room combined I would oh, be wow. almost willing to count Bo's rushing yards too 
Wow. Wow. I don't know if I'll go that far. That is a fiery, scorching hot take. Man, if Sean Chivers catches on, like even even still, like, ooh, that is a that is a tough thing because I think there's gonna be a lot of rotation in this group. But yeah, I mean, Sean Chivers is one of those guys that I think if Auburn goes to what I think they could be, if this is truly a committee type of of, of running back room for Auburn. He makes a lot of sense as the guy who might get the first touches or maybe the most touches by the end of the year. He's not going to be a 25-30 carry guy, but I think Auburn's kind of going away from that. They have the last couple of years. I know some of it is because Booby Whitlow's injury situation, but I think you look at Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, even LSU to extend some last year. That rotation of guys is like that's the way forward. You even look at the NFL especially yeah. that is, as the way to go there. And if that's the case, I think Shavers has a really good chance to get, you know, maybe lead back – uh, lead back uh, role without necessarily being like oh well he's too small to carry the ball that many times yeah and I also think when you go running back by committee I don't think you want two backs or three backs that are all similar and so I I think if you you know Sean Shivers with any combination of uh, Tank DJ or MAR I think Mm -hmm. if you pair him with any of those guys obviously his skill set is different because I think no matter what personnel grouping you have on the field, you want the defense to have to spend an extra second having to think about what they need to do right. and what these guys are capable of. Mm-hmm. That's why I love Harold Joyner on the field. That's why I love Sean Shivers in the slot or back when Corey Grant used to be in the slot from time. It, it just stretches you. I mean, even when Schwartz, when there was less tape on him, like when he was on the field, you just have to take a step back and say, okay, that guy's over there. He can do you know this, this, and this. And it just... it. The more the more you have to make college defenses think, yep. the more likely they are to mess up. Yep, that's a great point. And, and the thing I'd add to that is what we're seeing out of Shivers is this offseason. If if what we if what we're hearing is correct, he has really worked hard on evolving his game into what Chad Morris wants out of his running backs. Not necessarily just carrying the ball, but becoming a better receiver, becoming a better pass protector. Gus said he was a good pass protector, and that's a little dude, but if there's anything we know about Sean Chivers, loves to hit, and he's not afraid to be physical. Example, Iron Bowl. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And the comparison a lot of people want to make with Shivers is, of course, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. They're similar height. Edwards-Alaire's got about a good 20 or 30 pounds on him, but I think what you saw what LSU did with him last season, part of the reason why he became a first-round pick, part of the reason why he became such, I think, a, such a quick success, he's going to be in this Chiefs offense. His first game was, was, was really good proof of that last Thursday night. He looked so good. He looked really, really good. The thing about it is, is that even though LSU was a pass-first offense, he was the type of guy that you know, maybe got 10, 15 carries a game, but caught the ball out of the backfield, was an incredible pass protector, could do a variety of things in motion and stuff like that, and was such a big play threat that – if you sold out and thought, oh, it's just Joe Burrow, you know, we gotta slow him down, we gotta pull if you if you tried to cloud it up and, and, and get smaller in the back end just to try to handle all those receivers in Burrow, he would make you pay. Auburn learned that in the second half of that LSU game. He had some big runs that kind of kind of changed the complexion of that game for for LSU. That to me, he's not gonna be a like for like thing. Auburn's offense is not gonna be like for like, but involved evolving your game to get to that point I think for a guy his size is huge because that is the future of football that is the future of the running back position yeah absolutely we got another question for Ferg Friday 205-502-4285 call it or text it Randy from Milwaukee ask wow. uh, or he types up uh, yeah Milwaukee we're, yeah Randy's the man yes sir Shivers as the number one love the idea love the kid not sure he can handle a 15 to 20 carry lobe that requires middle runs his biggest plays as noted by DJ, are outside. Mm. 
I'm not sure he works when running up the middle for two hard yards against a bunch of dudes that are NFL ready and weigh almost double uh, or more against him and are a foot taller. So that, love it. Don't know if it's realistic to have a running back his size as RB1. The interesting thing about Sean Chavers is he's correct. Some of his best runs last season were on sweeps, stuff like that. If you go and watch the highlights from him last season, a lot of them were, a lot of them were sweeps, a lot of them were powers, yeah. you know, off-tackle stuff. He's got to get better, I think, as a, as a guy, as a weapon is in the inside zone because it's going to be the staple of this offense as, right. it, as it always is going to be. But there's, some, there, there's something there that I really like, and it might be a little too naive of me to think, but when I think of this offensive line and I think of Shivers, I say this is a guy that can accelerate when he gets a crease he can go and again because of his size he doesn't need a massive hole to run through and he can get he can get a little bit he can get a little bit tighter and just go he's a track runner i mean yeah. this this guy's used to getting up and going that's he he's trained specifically for that and i mean i think he's more physical than we, people are giving him credit for oh yeah you know oh, what yeah. i mean i mean mm-hmm. I, that guy has no issue lowering a shoulder and uh, and running through you, and I think that's something that that that's kind of being lost in this, just when looking at his size. Yeah, his his ability to accelerate and want to run through. Like one of the knocks, fun. Uh, it's funny. One of the knocks on Shivers' game to this point is that he's not the most agile running back, and he's not necessarily the dude that you want to get him out in space because he's so fast. But he's not the he's not going to make you miss. His his goal is to run through the person. Uh, I remember talking to Cadillac Williams last year, and he was like, "We've got to teach Sean sometimes." Not to you know, not to try to run o- over everybody. Maybe try to make, make a miss. miss. Yeah. And then what did he do in the Iron Bowl? He took a an excellent yeah. safety in Xavier that, McKinney. Coach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He took an excellent uh, uh, safety in Xavier McKinney, and he knocked his helmet clean off. Like that is the kind of game he is. So if we if 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 we start to see him get a little bit more touches down the middle, I think he's built for it. It's just going to be. Part of the things that 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 uh, that the listener said there is got to be true because he is smaller, and mm-hmm. so maybe not. He's not going to be Booby Whitlow or Carry On Johnson or Trey Mason, but he could be an effective running back that can do some of that. And and, and that's what goes back to what you said earlier, Zach. Pair him up with a DJ Williams, who you know can break tackles and 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 get get stuff after contact. It just doesn't allow you to get comfortable as a defense, and that is extremely extremely important, especially when you mix tempo in there and you know mm-hmm. over the course of a football game, you're eventually going to mess up and allow a big play there. Want to give some love to our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar has been a great partner to the Locked On Podcast Network, and they're also. I think the best snack out there, you know, if it's 2.30, 3 o'clock and you're in the office and you've already taken your lunch break and you just need something to get you through the end of the day, Built Bar is the best product on the market. And you look at the ingredients, it's all stuff you can actually pronounce because it's real ingredients and it's stuff that's actually going to keep you going and uh, your body's going to love every bit of it. So head over to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order and they have all kinds of flavors. They kind of have all kinds of bars, as well as some other kind of things. Uh, you know, they have they have drinks, as well as uh, some other pre workout stuff. All kinds of things to help you reach your goals, or maintain, or just if you want a good treat that you can kind of not feel guilty about when you eat it. So low sugar, high protein, low calorie, great combination. Builtbar.com. Use promo code locked on. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months 
or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, Justin, you mentioned it uh, earlier in the show, but you put out a depth chart article on the Auburn Observer. That's AuburnObserver.com. Be sure to sign up uh, for that. Uh, that that newsletter that, that comes out most days, right? It's not quite mm-hmm. every day, but it's most days. Most right? days, yeah. and, and and then the podcast as well that we get out uh, twice a week. Absolutely, absolutely. So the depth chart. What was the hardest? Posi- I know we were joking about Holder earlier, but, <laughs> but but you know, as far as what people may want to actually hear about. No offense to the holders out there. Holders are people too. Yes. But what positions were the hardest for you to kind of fill in the order? Which ones do you feel least confident in? Okay, so I don't feel least confident in this position group. I just feel least confident in uh, how, what's the pecking order going to look like sure. there. Um, I'm going to say I'm gonna say defensive tackle because with Connus Ooh. Miller's departure, I think a lot of people were like, okay, what are they going to do at defensive tackle? Talking to Kevin Steele, they've got a lot of depth there. It's just one of the things is we know Tyron Truesdale's a returning starter. Sure. It sounds like Daquan Newkirk is the, is the leader to kind of replace that Derek Brown role. Please stay healthy. Please, Please stay healthy. Please stay healthy, Newkirk. 317 pounds and a former running back and, 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 and edge rusher. I think <laughs> yeah. I think that athleticism will serve him really well. I don't know if it was an, uh, an article in the Auburn Observer or if it was uh, you tweeted it out, but it, it was I think it was your mailback last week. Yeah. Oh, so, the, the highlight of him and running running the ball in in high school. Yeah, I, it's I, absurd. I had no, I, I had missed that one hundred percent. That was hilarious. Uh, but at defensive tackle, you've got a lot of newcomers and some guys who can move around. Marquise Burks and, and Dre Butler. We've heard about some of these JUCO guys maybe taking a little bit longer to make this transition. Mm-hmm. However, Butler and Burks seem to be the exception there. Jay Hardy keeps getting compared to a, a freshman Derek Brown every time you <laughs> you hear anybody talk about him. That's good. Zykevius Walker can play anywhere. Colby Wooden can play anywhere. We know Jaron Handy can kick inside if they if they need him to. So there's so many guys there at defensive tackle that they can move around, and it's like outside of Truesdale, you know who's going to be the starter, and Newkirk who you feel like has the edge. I don't know how they're going to rotate on the inside, and I just think this defensive line is going to be fascinating to watch past maybe the usual suspects. Um, so it was very hard for me to pick out because we put it in three categories, leaders, uh, the next men up, and then guys to keep an eye on. It was hard to separate the guys to keep an eye on and the next man up because like, I feel like anybody's going to contribute in, in this crew this year. We even heard about some guys we haven't heard about a ton, like Caleb Johnson mm-hmm. uh, getting some love this year. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be interesting. And it may be a massive rotation early on, or it could I could see it being you know a few guys early on, and then as some of these JUCO guys kind of get their feet up under them, that rotation gets mm-hmm. even deeper. I don't feel like... I don't feel like I've done a good enough job talking about Burks throughout yeah. the offseason. Uh, you know, he his name kind of popped up, and I read a little bit about him probably about two weeks ago. And I'm like, man, I, that's one of the things I did on the show that following day. I was just like, guys, I'm sorry, I I don't think I've been talking about this guy enough. Yeah, he he is he is constantly being talked about as a guy that can contribute right away. Yeah, and we've heard about the JUCOs on the offensive line. We've heard about Marco Domio to an extent. You know, it might be a little bit a little bit of a while before they become regular first teamers, but for for some reason, it's just those defensive tackles. And then when you throw in Hardy and Walker, like the newcomers on that defensive line have been ready to go from day one. I think that's a testament to the recruiting that that Ronnie Garner puts out there, and just the rotation, the confidence that those guys have in there. Yeah, I think Burks is a you know is exactly what you need, especially after you lose Connus Miller, another huge body. Right. Uh, we like to joke. 
on our podcast, Painter's favorite player this year, he is he has adopted Dre Butler. Okay, and there's, and there's a lot to like about Dre Butler because he's massive and right. like he, he had all those eye popping stats and in, in junior college. Burks though is just like that's the kind of guy you need up the middle, and you always hear about him, and you always keep seeing him in practice when you get footage, you know, and in, 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 uh, you know photos and videos from it. I feel like Burks is going to kind of be like what Truesdale was last year. He's mm-hmm. always going to kind of be around the ball, and then about six games into it, people are going to be like, "Oh wait, he's good." Yeah, <laughs> like I, Truesdale was so quietly good, and then by the end of the season, we're all like, "Oh yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's fine." I I I, th- I think of him like right now a lot of like what Devereaux Lawrence was, another JUCO guy that came in for Auburn, and yeah. he, was, he ended up playing in the NFL, and right. it was like, "Oh wait," so like even though there's a lot of attention on. Truesdale and Doom Kirk, and then when you look at Big Cat Brian or Derek Hall or, or TD Moultrie, there's going to be a lot of attention on those guys because they're going to be the quote unquote stars of that defensive line. But you got to have guys like Burks. You got to right. have guys like like Andrew Williams in the past as well. And I think I think those are the type of players uh, that are going to make all the difference in the world, especially in a year where you don't know what the depth's going to look like for the other side week in and week out. And the fact that Auburn's got so many guys up front. I mean, we know how Auburn likes to beat beat teams. They will wear you down because at the point of attack by the fourth quarter, you're gonna not want you don't want right. to block those guys anymore. And yeah. they're fresher than than most. Yeah, and then it's the guy we've mentioned a lot, Takevius Walker. I every time I hear somebody talk about him or write about him, or you know, you just hear these kind of rumors, it it doesn't sound like people are talking to him or talking about him like he's a freshman. No. And that's something where I've kind of had to remind myself, like, this guy's not a JUCO guy. This guy is a, he's a truly, he is a newcomer. He is a freshman. But he's going to, I think he's in the two deep right now. I don't oh, necessarily yeah. know where, but I think if if eight defensive linemen play, Walker will be one of them. I'll, I'll put it this way, and I know this is a big, the big statement to make, and just because of what those guys ended up doing, but I, I'll put it to you this way. You've got Jay Hardy and Zachevious Walker. That's your new Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson okay. in terms of early on they're going to get on the field. Your Mon Adams, Carl Lawson, if yes, you will. That 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 <laughs> pairing, that pairing, you're, yeah. they're going to get on the field early. It, they might not become starters at the same time. They might not become household names at the same time. But they have made such an impression early. They were such highly touted guys coming out of high school that like I, that's the next combo. That is the that is the next combo to see. Hardy, like every time you hear anybody talk about Hardy, they're like, man, that reminds me of what Derek was like when he was a freshman. And it's like, oh, that's scary. <laughs> you you also forget, though, that Derek Brown didn't even start as a freshman because Auburn had so many guys in front of him. I think Hardy might be in the same situation this yeah. year where a couple of years from now we're going to be like, oh, wow, this dude is a, is, is a machine. Right. It just it, He just had so many guys in front of him. Walker, though, he's going to be that Marlon Davidson, also kind of maybe Nick Coe-ish in terms of like, hey, play you anywhere and uh, get on the field. And we know Davidson did that a lot early in his career at Auburn. You're listening to Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. One other position group I want to ask you about, Justin, is uh, who do you have punting? Who do you have punting? I'm in the Aiden Marshall camp. I know a lot of other people, you know, yeah. want to go with the Australian. That's what they know. That's what they've come to love. But I think Aiden Marshall's the guy. 
I think Aiden Marshall could be the guy in game one and game two, and if and if Chapman progresses, it could be a situation like the last time Aiden Marshall was the starting punter at Auburn. It took a while for Aaron Sepos to make that transition. It's going to be even tougher, I think, for for Oscar Chapman to make that transition because he arrived so late, and yeah. it's such a weird year. Um, but the fact that Marshall came back to Auburn is, is big, and I know— It sounds like they begged him. Yeah. They needed him because, like, I, there was a, there was a lot of talk. That was like they didn't know when Chapman was going to come over. Honestly, in a pandemic like this, you don't necessarily know if he was going to be able to come over. Right? Can but you leave is, the country? Can you come into the country? I mean, there's a lot to take into account there. Andres Carlson uh, pointed out on Thursday when we talked to him that those guys have different styles. So it might be a situation where you kind of have co-punters. Where you know, if you're going to do more some of the traditional s- scenarios, it is wow. Marshall's job. Maybe it's a situation where if Mar- if uh, if if Chapman rather gets his gets his feet under him, maybe he can do some some th- sort of things as well. I think I think that's that could be where we end up going with the punter situation, Auburn, just because it's taken so long a for Chapman to get over and b for anybody to kind of separate themselves. So by the time this comes out, you will have a mailbag up this week's mailbag on the Auburn Observer. You got any um, got any kind of teases? You got any really good questions you're you're pumped about? There's a lot more questions in there this week about um, just kind of like final preseason thoughts about Auburn's offense, a, a ton of it as well. But then start start getting into some of the more roster management kind of situations. Like, what are we going to do this year uh, for if you're Auburn and in, in, in recruiting when you're like, oh, everyone can come back next year if they wanted to. And so. <laughs> Stuff like that. It's it's going to be uh, it got some fun ones in there too, uh, some fun hypotheticals that we're doing. So yeah, it's going to be it's it's a good mailbag. I am uh, encourage everybody to check that out. Like you said, auburnobserver.com. It's crazy that this will be your last one, not on a game week for a while. It, it's, it's here. It's finally here. I was telling somebody this the other day. The fact that you know I've got an opportunity to do this again and start my own thing has been fun it's been a really really fun time time to do that now it's really starting to hit me that starting next week if things go like we hope they can go I might not have a true off day or feel like you have a true off day till after the NCAA basketball tournament whatever however far Auburn goes so um it's fun it's exciting and uh, I hope uh Hope more people uh, jump on board. We are, we are. When we're recording this, we are closing in on a thousand signups. So um, that's awesome. Man. That 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 big four digits. We're waiting for it. And, and like we've said in the last couple of weeks, I've been on here. Uh, it's completely free through September. You're not going to have to pay a single dime for anything podcast or story related. Then October first, we're going to switch over to a paid format, and you'll be able to kind of move over uh, your your uh, sign up to a, to a subscription. Then so you can check it all out there. Perfect. Yeah, and I think the thing, Justin, that you do better than anybody is break down film and explain the X's and O's of what Auburn likes to do. And and that'll be part of the Auburn Observer. So be yep. sure to top over that. They'll get one uh like film breakdown before it it goes paid, right? Yep. You'll get one you'll get one Kentucky the Kentucky film room. Whatever we do it on on that Monday is going to be uh will be free. And so you get you get to get the full range. We're gonna give you a full game week and all and all that, that entails. Before we switch over during the during the Georgia week, I won't keep you much longer. But I'm ju- I'm just curious mm-hmm. with the Auburn Kentucky matchup coming closer. What did you think of this gentleman's agreement rumor that happened with with G- Gatewood involving Gatewood? Oh, I didn't know. I don't know this one. Oh, really? Fill me in. So apparently, there was this uh, the Kentucky rivals guy reported that there was this um, 
that Gatewood had been cleared by the NCAA, but it's been pending by the SEC. And then this Kentucky Sports Radio guy came in and like confirmed that there's this gentleman's agreement, and that's why the SEC is holding it up between Auburn and Kentucky oh, that wow. Kentucky wouldn't play him against Auburn. So that was kind of going around. Like, we'll clear um, him, but you have to wait until after his t- after you play the team he, he just came from. Which, isn't that weird? That's very weird. And, like, how did they know they were going to play each other first? Is that why they're yeah, playing each other first? it's weird, man. That, that That's really, really weird. Like, look, um, I think Auburn fans, if you if – you, if you, uh, I'm not going to tell you how to think, but like you should want you should want Joey Gatewood to be able to play. You want these yeah, guys to be able I, to get clear. Yeah, I, I love Joey Gatewood. I, I think he's a he's a really really impressive young man. He probably and, just is a wildcat option if he gets cleared in this game because they are all in on on Terry Wilson. Yeah, but, he's not even the star. Like, he's playing less than five snaps. Like why? Is he's, he's playing a role like Auburn he did at care? Auburn. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, but so I mean that that we'll I thought that was interesting. It, it's so bizarre though that they are denying certain waivers and stuff like that during a time when this season literally doesn't count for anybody i think they should just play him just play him i just, think Kentucky just, should just play him just play him and and and, and deal with the consequences later man Cade Cade made dad lost a finger for nothing and they know they're not even clearing him at tennessee yet so yeah i would just stare so the weird. ncaa in the face like do something do something about it you are you are about as powerless as you've ever been at this moment especially when you have conferences being like all right you know actually we're gonna go we're gonna go do this uh, yeah i mean what what are you gonna do you're gonna take a win away like who cares who cares tell them they didn't win that game yeah, yeah. all right all right cool you down to do this next week well absolutely uh, we'll be previewing a football game for the following day this time next week the the fact that people could be listening to this like on the way to the game or sure it's, it's gonna it's it's, it's Ooh, so i can't wait I, can, I can't believe we got i cannot believe we actually made it this far we're like, here like we, we are finally it. here we did it all right man one more time where can people find all your stuff brother? yeah auburnobserver.com sign up for free all your content is there is free through the month of september october 1st we will switch over get your stories and your podcast sent to your inbox yeah follow our our podcast auburn observer podcast wherever you listen to your podcast Keep listening to Zach, so because he's doing it every day. The madman, the, ma- the madman himself. We're just we're just goofing off twice a week. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Jay Ferguson AU as always. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We are also on TikTok for all you cool kids. We'll be back on Monday. It'll be game week right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.